see the waves jumping. It's Jersey Judah, back at you guys with another episode of the Red Pill Party podcast. Sorry, I had to take a sip of this coffee here. I figured I'm close to break. About 20 minutes towards break. So I'll talk my shit for about 20 minutes. And then I will clock on break and then I have 30 more minutes to talk my shit. The last episode was about energy and how energy is essential to life. And unfortunately, what happens in my case, and I've talked about this numerous times, is you spend your time and you spend your childhood, as most of us do, being immature, saying immature things, doing funny things. And people believe that after all of these years, you would be the same. You will still talk about the negativity. You will still talk about the world. You will still talk about bullshit. But unfortunately, or fortunately for me, unfortunately for them, you know, there's times where you have to start focusing on progression. And whether that progression is something financial, whether that progression is spiritual, you have to focus on that. You put childish things to the side. This doesn't mean you become a stiff. I still have a sense of humor. I still like to joke around. I still like to talk my shit. But if I want a platform or if I want a podcast to be taken serious, I may have to go on to more sensitive topics, more meaningful topics that won't be meaningful to most people because they meet the standards of a meaningless existence. Drifters. Those who only dream and never truly understand their real and true potential. I was that way. I'm speaking from experience. I've been in situations where I felt that I could fail and I would just quit because in hindsight, I didn't realize that by me expecting to fail, I've already failed. So I was afraid of failure even though I've known failure. I've had um, trust issues with people because I have put in all of my energy. I've put in everything that I've had into that person. And by doing so, I haven't been paying attention to myself. And the other person on the receiving end is getting all of the attention. But at the cost that my energy was being drained. And when it comes to failure and truly like recognizing that number one, you're going to fail in life. There is going to be times where you're not able to accomplish what you want. But the outline, the silver outlining of this is that 
that is going to help you and motivate you to keep going. I'm at a workplace, a job that I lost five years ago. And I never thought that I would be having a chance to come back. Never thought that I would have a chance to come back to where I am at now. But because of the hard work, that failure motivated me to put my energy elsewhere. And I went to this other location and I busted my ass for two years. Busted my ass for two years. But because the building that I was in was not functional, and the people who were there were dysfunctional, and the building itself, the structure was dysfunctional, I had to leave that job. But I left with good reason. You may hear some rain in the background. It is what it is. I'm in the vehicle right now. But I busted my ass for nearly three years at the previous job that I had. Same occupation. In fact, the same company. Same occupation. It's just different areas, different counties, different towns. Almost in, the na- almost in the sense of night and day, like a different state, a different world. I missed the peace and serenity that I have in this location. Because don't get it twisted, I still work. But I work comfortably. It's one of those jobs that I have where you don't need a lot of people. Yeah, it's a group effort because you're in one building, but it's an individual effort also. It's a job that gives you independency. And five years ago, and it's funny, and it's crazy how life works. Really, it's it's amazing how life works. Because five years ago, I was sitting where I'm at right now, waiting for break, And I would complain about having this job. I wanted something better. I didn't realize what I had until it was gone. And it's very rare that you actually get the opportunity to get that back. You don't necessarily know what you have until it's gone. And we're not talking about women or relationships. We're talking about opportunities. And then once I gotten the job back I was more appreciated and I was more I was more grateful for the journey that led me back to where I'm at now you know the journey that brought me to where I am at this very moment and so now The only thing that I can do is continue to push forward. And going along with the last episode dealing with energy, I have to be careful where I put my energy. I choose to talk more frequently here. You know what I mean? I choose to talk more openly here and talk more openly with the couple friends that I do have that I do talk about these things with. 
most of the friends that I've had, we never touched ground on this. We never had real conversations about what we were going what what we were going through with our lives. There's men who feel that they cannot do so. And these are the men today. I'm an example. A lot of us are scarred. A lot of us have been scarred and um, traumatized by the shit that we've seen and the shit that we've dealt with coming up. And none of us, most of us don't have people we can turn to and talk talk to these topics about and them actually understanding. And them, God forbid, if they give their own input and talk about their own experiences with a similar issue. But this is what we have to do. A lot of people who I listen to, people who I still listen to, I may not listen to them as much because I'm trying to get my own shit cracking. I'm trying to get my own podcast cracking. I'm trying to get my own channel cracking. But people like Thinking Man's Templar, um, people like Black Ram 313, which he always compares his recordings and he compares his videos to a therapy session. Because in this day and age, there's not a bond or a brotherhood of men who come together and talk about their problems and try to help another brother out. We're not talking about black brother. We're talking about universal humanity. We don't have that as men. Some, some cultures and some races may have it more than others. Don't get it twisted. I would say black folks have it the least. We've had it the least because most of us grew up without a father. Most of us have only been taught compassion and tough love by our mothers. So that, so in return, we go into the relationship with the spirit of our mothers from not knowing our fathers. From not having a masculine role model. And I didn't even want to get deep on this one. But this is the path that I'm on. I don't want to jump back into that circle of negativity. I don't want to jump back into that circle of drama, that circle of bullshit, being around people who you know don't give a fuck about you. I don't want to be around that shit. I don't have the desire to be around that shit. This, these, these episodes and this podcast in general, on a macro level, is about being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable in isolation and solitude the thing that builds a man isn't the people he's around it isn't the moment that he's around a lot of people and having a good time it's those dark times it's those times of pain those times of loneliness where you know you're not alone per se but you can't speak up about it because we have this thing called pride we need to hold on to. We have this thing called pride that we constantly need to hold on to. 
And at the end of the day, it's killing us. The stress is killing us. The bullshit is killing us. The streets is killing us. And the more critical you are with thinking, you have to be careful where you project that. That's why I stopped fucking with a lot of people because I still am who I am, but there's a lot of things about me that are different. I don't glorify just getting high every day like I used to. And I don't disrespect the people who who do that. That's their wave. But there's like a mix of like that water and oil. They don't mix. It's the mixture of water and oil. They don't mix. One just settles down to the bottom and the other one rises to the top. And this ain't about... This this ain't even about... Like the bullshit that most motherfuckers talk about. Like, oh, well, you know, they have this attitude that they're better because they began centering themselves in a positive light. That's not really the case. I mentioned in the last episode that regardless of what height I've gotten to, I'm still, I still have to remind myself of the trials and tribulation and the pain that got me to where I'm at. I still got to remind myself at the end of the day that it is all these things that are happening, the bad things that happen in my life that brought me to where I'm at today. A lot of us through stress and through pressure and through this false sense of security with society, right? We either break under pressure we fold under pressure or we become stronger we become harder but even when you become harder there's a part of you that's gone it's like your innocence and just your quote unquote hope for humanity sort of vanishes but you yourself as an individual you prosper But it's just the shit around you and the shit that you see and the shit you see on television and the news and people who run around like like a chicken with their head cut off, just following whatever's out there, not thinking for themselves. That tests that tests your spirit. That shit will test you. And sometimes I was on that path to a higher understanding to like higher knowledge like that 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 point where you get tunnel vision and you only want to seek the truth you get tired of the bullshit you get tired of the fuckery you get tired of the nonsense but at the same time you're a part of that and you feel trapped there's people who are teens I can imagine Because it was tough for me growing up as a teen. Trying to figure out who I was or what group should I be with or what. And then at the very end, I'm like, well, damn, I'm me at the end of the day. Fuck lying to other people. Why lie to yourself? Why lie to yourself at the end of the day? In this day and age, like. 
I'm saying we're in crazy times. A lot of people believe that we're in end times, but I think the fuckery has just begun. The drama, the propaganda has just begun. And you'll really see the strength of people. You'll see their true strengths and true weaknesses coming soon. The only thing that I fear is fear itself. I don't know if that's Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know if that's uh, FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt, but it was one of them niggas that said that. And that's where I'm at. The only thing I fear is fear itself on a mass level. When everybody's believing the same narrative and nobody's speaking different. Nobody has a different opinion because they fear rejection. They fear criticism. One of the ways that this dark energy keeps us fooled by propaganda is that fear of rejection. There's people who are waking up and there's people who's really beginning to open their third eye. And they're seeing what's happening. They're seeing what's unfolding. But they have to play or they feel that they have to play this role, this character with their with their group with their group think mentality because they know when they speak up about this shit and when they talk about this shit they are the ones who are ostracized these dumb ignorant illiterate motherfuckers these motherfuckers are somehow the center focus these rappers and entertainers who's talking about the same shit and they're not really bringing up any any math any science any knowledge to what's transpiring today and the shit that's going to be going on in the future they're the ones that, who are the main distractions it's like these entertainers are the gatekeepers of propaganda they spread the bullshit and because they know that there is a large percentage of people who just follow their leaders they will not lead themselves they cannot lead themselves. It's not about leading others. I don't give a shit about that. I've been one of the people who is controversial when it comes to so-called black leaders. I think us as black people have the tools to really lead ourselves. We can still be mentors to the younger generation. That's different. Being a mentor and being a leader to me are two different things. I'm not leading nobody. I don't want to lead anybody because the funny thing is growing up having role models and shit you kind of get disappointed when you get older and you look back at their so-called role models that you had most of us as black folks like and I'm just going to drop some deep shit like our role models are so unrealistic our role models are rappers and, and movie stars and shit because we didn't have a father figure some of us had good uncles some of us had guidance by our uncles and by an older cousin or older brother but at the same time our fucking excuses of role models are trash you know of course if you're into history you'll choose 
Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Martin Luther King, um, Harriet Tubman, people of that sort. But in this society, role models and leaders are unnecessary. That is my opinion, but at the same time, we're dealing with a degree of people who do not think for themselves. So they need that role model, they need that mantra, they need that catchphrase, they need they need a cliche. They need a cliche. Without that cliche, they have nothing. Understand that without that cliche of looking up to somebody and like like I've talked about this shit before, it goes beyond looking up to somebody. Well, it goes looking up to somebody. It's idolatry. It's like idol worship. And we talk about these gatekeepers and shit. That's all they really are. They're gatekeepers. They keep you from the truth. And they mask everything that's a lie as the truth because of their namesake, because of their reputation. Little old me, I can be talking knowledge. I'm universal with my speech. I have that ability to speak to masses of people. I don't hold myself on the handicap of just black folks. And I've gotten a lot of criticism for that. I don't just speak to black folks because I understand that, unfortunately, most of us are willing to hear it. I speak universally. I've learned my lesson the hard way coming up. And as I stated before, being at this job that I was now five years ago, five years ago was when I didn't start podcasting. What I was doing was I would just record um, like voice audio. Wasn't sure what I was going to do to it. I don't even think I've heard a podcast five years, five years ago. Or if I did, it was something that I really didn't know anything about. But it all began right where I'm at five years ago. The conversations that I talked about were mild, nothing serious. Wasn't serious, really. At the time, for me, it was. Once again, you know, taking what I've learned from a black ram 313 it became therapeutic because I knew that there were people that I could not talk to I could not talk to these people about these conversations the things that I talk about on this podcast is very personal to me but I openly share it but the catch is you have the ability to play it or stop it ride with me or get out hop in another vehicle get into another lane that better suits you this isn't a one shoe fits all and I always say that everything ain't for everybody 
an old head told me that everything ain't for everybody but that doesn't mean you have to stick to one particular audience because you never know who's checking you out I learned that I was doing podcasting like you know I was just having fun you know what I mean I was just getting in tune to my own energy and what I can bring to the forefront. What type of information can I bring? Okay, I can be, I can, I can talk some funny shit. I can joke around with niggas. But in the beginning, that's all I kind of was doing. And so now when I talk about real topics and real situations, it's hard to gain that audience. Because honestly... That audience was used to the bullshit. And I can't really blame them. I can't blame them. A lot of black folk was riding with me, right? A lot of black folk was riding with me. Supporting my page when I had had a Facebook page dedicated to like live videos and audios that I would do topics about relationships, topics, you know, topics about women, topics about my dating life, the shit that I went through and hope, hopes that no other person younger than me or my age go through the same shit. We call this the red pill, right? And the red pill is an interesting, I wouldn't even say it's a, a community because the community doesn't really exist. They're just forums and YouTube pages. And in these YouTube pages, you have a subculture or a sub-community. You know, uh, you'll have such-and-such gang or a team such-and-such. It isn't necessarily Red Pill, Red Pill, where people from different aspects of the Red Pill come together and have civil conversation. Our civil discourse doesn't happen. And as I began stepping back, like, all right, I created the Renegade Red Pill channel because the Renegade Red Pill is my red pill. It is it is my experience dealing with the red pill. I've had black pill phases. I've had black pill phases. And people know about that. If you know about the red pill, there's a good chance you know about the black pill. And depending on who you are, and I've noticed this, but I do believe that it's a it's a part of maturity. The same people who are downgrading black pill are now considering themselves black pill. And I believe within the relationships and within society the people we socialize with or the people we try to socialize with you reach an emptiness and I've been there and I won't lie and say that I no longer have that empty feeling because there's times that I do as I got back into podcasts and I began realizing that damn it's still me talking about this type of shit it's still me, an average motherfucker. I'm, I'm essentially to the society realm. I'm nobody. 
but me, I'm who I am. I who I'm who I am because of my misfortunes and the shit that I've went through. But it's like, damn. And I had all the opportunity when I was unemployed. When I left my previous job, I was pretty much sitting on my ass, getting that unemployment for like five months, close to five months. And I could have jumped back into the podcast then, but I wanted to be at a better place. I didn't want to just come on here and just let out the venom. Sometimes you need that shit. It's therapeutic. For people like us who feel like we're on this lonely journey. Like, yeah, we got friends, but sometimes your friends don't understand. And you try to explain to your friends what this journey is all about. And they may try to dish you. And these are the people you got to let go. These are the people you got to let go. And that is the time where you literally have to be alone. You got to embrace that darkness to come back into light. There is a moment of darkness every day that is called night. But through being strategic, being logical, being aware, the light always comes the next day. Some of us feel that we're in darkness every day. It doesn't matter how nice it is outside, how bright it is, how how bright the sun is, how there's no clouds in the sky. We still have that amount of darkness that follows us every once in a while. Some of us are better at shaking it off and finding a bright spot than others. But we all go through it. I compare this to, you know, the, the lightness and the darkness I compare this to a lot of friendships that I've had. A lot of friendships that I had in the past were only for one particular thing. Whether it was just smoking, whether it was just skateboarding, it was usually like a two-dimensional friendship to where if you get over the line and you talk about something serious or You try to do something other than smoking, other than skating, other than bullshitting. You begin to realize that these aren't really friends. Some of these people will bring you into their darkness just so they don't feel alone. Some people will put you into their bullshit, put you into their debt, i.e. relationships. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 1,000 here. They will put you and their bullshit and their drama because at least there's somebody with them. I've been a victim of this too many times. So when I see things going good and I look around and notice that there's not a lot of people in my corner, I tend to feel comfortable in that position. I've been in the darkness for so long that I became used to the darkness. The darkness, in a sense, I flipped it and it became my light. Those moments by myself literally became the time that I've had epiphanies. I've had 
if you would call it a divine intervention, but on a different, more spiritual level. And it's life changing. Because now you understand that, damn, I've been doing this shit and I've been in this situation alone for so long that it's only strengthened me. Now, I'm going to be honest, it made me a cold individual. I can be very cold at times, especially when it comes to women. I can be extremely cold. Because like most men, we've had those... um, We've had those encounters with women. We've had those relationships with women. And yeah, we've had those feelings. We've had deep emotional feelings. We've had deep emotional attachments to these women. And it's not always the women who downplay. It's a lot of guys who play games. And these games that's being played to women have made women just as cold, if not colder. The game and the scorn of a woman is a lot more colder than a man. As I spoke of it before, men, we get so accustomed to bottling everything in. We can't express pain. Because if you do so, you're weak. But the women can run around on a man and then finally get game ran on her and get ran down on. And she can pout and she can complain. And there always will be an audience of feminist fellow women and simps to always nurture her. Us men, we don't have that shit. We have a very weak support system of one another. We have a very weak support system of one another, so we just deal with it. And we go in private, we shed tears, we go through heartache and pain as well, but we have to keep that on the hush-hush, right? So doing all that throughout the years, five or six years straight of just bullshit lies and manipulations from a lot of toxic ass women it can turn you into that toxic male going back to energy if you're coming into a relationship with positive energy you're coming with very little expectations you just want to see how things go but at the same time you're coming in a positive you're coming with a positive force of energy And that person on the receiving end is all negativity and all drama and all bullshit. It will not work out. You will not change that person. It doesn't matter how hard you try. You will not change that person. And in fact, you may become just as negative as that person when that person leaves you. I see a lot of guys going through breakups. Right? they begin to feel that pain they don't feel it right away it's like that little little bit of freedom that they have but the fact is just like women in a lot of cases they're not used to being alone they're not used to recuperating and evaluating themselves and seeing what they did wrong 
Because it's not just about the women. A lot of guys just put too much effort into these women. And they don't deserve the effort. It's like you find a pretty girl, right? And you see so much positivity off of her just from how she looks. And she knows that. She wears the makeup. She wears the skirts. She wears the shoes. She has the bag for that purpose. And you put all this effort into this woman. You try to take her out. And you spoil her with all these gifts. You show her real passion and emotion. And most of these women are damaged. They've been damaged for so long that when that guy comes around and that actually wants to take care of the woman... She uses that as an excuse, like, oh, he's just trying to fuck. And women jump to that conclusion very quickly. And the reason why a lot of these guys, especially in the red pill community, or I would say the black pill community, because remember, and think about this, like, ask yourself this question. A lot of people don't know about red pill content creators. We tend to talk about relationships. I consider myself the renegade red pill because I talk about whatever comes to mind, but I keep that red pill mindset in what I talk about. So these red pill content creators, and I do this myself, we talk bad about beta males, right? We talk bad about the quote unquote beta males because we ourselves been in that position. Now, a lot of guys, they won't tell you that on YouTube because they have a persona. They have a reputation to protect. They have a gimmick, just like a movie star, just like a rapper. They have a gimmick that they go by. A lot of them don't get personal. But in all actuality, we we go hard on beta males. Most of us aren't alphas. And let me tell you something, right? Most of us are sigma males. Look up sigma males. That's what most of us are. We've learned the balance of stoic... We learned how to be stoic. We learned how to be stoic. And we learned to have a zero tolerance with phony ass bitches. Like, that's what we've learned. A lot of us been in enough relationships and had enough encounterments with women where <laughs> we're not even bull. We're not even, we're not even playing games. Like, soon as soon as a bitch tries to hit you with a shit test, you just simply walk away. You pass the shit test by simply walking away, by the way. But these red pill content creators, they talk about red pill shit. Yeah, it's for red pill men. They say for the blue pill betas. Well, who's listening? Who's the majority of the people listening to your content and who are watching and sharing your content? They're not alpha males. Alpha males are out there tagging bitches doing all this and because you're alpha doesn't make you a red pill man in fact in a lot of situations we see a lot of these so-called alphas with two baby moms and five different kids struggling to pay the bills but they have that physique they have that persona of being an alpha male or being red pill but they're really blue pill Alpha males can be some of the most 
bluest of blue pill simps ever. There's like a misconception that people have. Like, they look at a lot of these dudes online. You know, he got a muscle shirt. He's in good shape. You know, he has his fair share and his fair rotation of women, right? And we look at a lot of these men as superheroes. But the reality of it is, I can guarantee you a fair percentage of these men are miserable. They've came, the players and all the pimps and shit, they've came to the conclusion that finding a woman who's compatible, who's trustworthy, who isn't out here sleeping with men and considering that empowerment is scarce. They've came to that realization and they've pretty much taken advantage of the game. To me, that can be a red-pilled man if he's thinking right. If he's still trying to better himself at the end of the day. But for the most part, it's some blue pill shit. Because you're running around with all these women, you're taking all these women out, you're spending your money on these women. You're spending money on these women. There's only a few men, and I've been in this situation a long time ago, <laughs> but I've been in a situation where a woman was interested in me and the woman wanted to impress me. The woman wanted me to show her my world rather than me wanting to be a part of her world. And the woman took me out. The woman paid for my meals. The women even bought me gifts. Now, is that possible today? Mm, who knows? Am I willing to find out at this stage and at this point in my life? No. You know, I have brothers. I have a brother with a kid, with a son. I have another brother with like four kids. And then three other kids with his wife. And sometimes I have to look at myself and go, damn, this is how I used to look at it. Like, wow, I'm 32 years old. I don't even have any prospects or any. And I've lost hope for getting prospects, finding women who are at least reasonable, women who can at least have these type of deep intellectual conversations and still be focused on the idea of building a unit. There's men who desire um, uh, having family. And I don't think that's bad. Like, I, It's only bad when you're willing to do anything to get that. You're willing to deal with low-hanging fruit, as they say. You're, low, you're, you're willing to deal with the crabs in the bucket when it comes to women, the bottom of the barrel. That's when it becomes a problem. That quest in getting it for a lot of us, including myself, is too stressful. I don't necessarily have the time to impress women. I have work to do. I have a job to attend to. And when I'm not working, I have fun. I try to do things 
that don't involve stress, like unnecessary stress. It doesn't involve drama. And I feel that today's women, not all, not all, not all, but most, they're the ones who live and breathe off of drama. They're like demons in a sense. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like, they're like demons. They deceive you. Most of us have been completely broken by women. We have been broken. Because we actually believe that these women were ride or dies. Oh, this woman would never go anywhere because that's what she always said. And women think that dudes don't feel that shit at the end. There's a lot of relationships, as much as people would want to tell you otherwise, where the guy is broken. Look at the bounce back. And what I mean by bounce back is look at the amount of time it takes for a man who got out of a relationship that he actually invested time and effort into. Look at the amount of time it takes for him to get back into the world of dating, getting back to the world of of seeking friendships. And when I say get back into the world of dating, I'm not talking about casuals. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about pump and dumps. I'm talking about relationships. It takes a while. But these women, you can you can tell that they never put too much effort into the relationship simply because when the relationship is over, they just go to the next guy. I see it time and time again and I see it with my friends. And I've seen it with myself when I was in my previous relationships. That these women who said all of these things that they would never leave, they they left. And not only did they leave, they went to the next guy as soon as possible. They went to the next guy as soon as possible. And you know, at this point in my life, like I've always said, I've done everything that I've done on my own. I've gotten what I've gotten on my own. It's not a lot, but it's mine. I cherish that shit. I take what I do seriously. I take what I do at my job seriously. I take what I do on these podcasts seriously. And like I've said before, there's going to be more topics of seriousness. I have to give people that raw truth. I can't just cover it up with jokes and bullshit. Now, every now and then... I'll have more lighthearted content, but it will still have that red pill formula. It's still going to make you think. It's going to make you think for once, but think with your own brain and not follow what other people are telling you. I don't give a shit about people following me. I don't want to be a leader. I just want to be an independent voice with no restrictions. But in the meantime and in between time, man, this is Jersey Judah. And I started off, you know, I had to go on my renegade, I had to go on my renegade uh, red pill moment. I had to go on my renegade red pill form. It's like super sane where you reach that pivotal and you really start dropping knowledge and you start talking about what, what is really happening and why a lot of us are where we're at now. And the fact is, a lot of us aren't giving up. A lot of us got to keep pushing. When we fall down, there's not a lot of people to pick us men up. So we have to be warriors out here. 
And I hope everybody who checks this shit out understands that. But like I said, man, in the meantime and in between time, I'm going to be dropping some more shit. I'm kind of getting back into the rhythm of doing this, especially while working. I'm on break. I need to clock back in and finish the shit. I'm out. Thank you.